1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic win a 10th consecutive domestic trophy Lifting the League Cup at Hamden Rangers wait for silverware goes on amid complaints That the Celtic goal shouldn't have stood And Motherwell, St Mirren and Hibs Among the big winners from a weekend of league action as well I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Scottish football is real time in a VAR world So the arguments can range over the validity of Celtic's cup winning goal yesterday But if that single moment has to be analysed in microscopic detail Then what chance do the match officials have in the blink of an eye? What I will say is that for me That moment did not determine the outcome of the game Rangers had a penalty to take for an equaliser against 10 men And more than half an hour left to play after that They should have won they didn't It's where they go from here That's important Alex Ray yeah, A 1-0 victory for Celtic If you said that at the start of the day You maybe don't raise too many eyebrows Maybe not a surprising outcome But everything that happened in between It was just drama of the highest yeah, order I had everything Gordon It was a mishmash And obviously the first trophy of the season Goes to Celtic And congratulations to them uh, Going back to Hugh's point I think we'll discuss that later on the show Because it's very early in terms of Whether it was deserved or not uh, I think when you look at the overall weekend It was a massive win for St Mirren Three in the bounce for your team Motherwell, Gordon, Livy, Hibbs, Brilliant three points Partick Thistle Importance of coming back from a goal down But I think there's a lot more talking points to come Over the course of the show You better believe it 01419511025 Let's get stuck right in on the phones On Twitter We are at Clyde SSB don't think you're off the hook though Let's do it nice and quickly mm. We'll take your yeah. nominees uh, your, No it's not It's more than that It's your your winner For your result of the weekend First Hugh Keevans Well for me It has to be Celtic 1 Rangers 0 For the simple reason that uh, 10 domestic trophies In a row Won now by Celtic That record May stand forever Alex Ray Result of the yeah, weekend It has to be Celtic uh, They got the job done Gordon uh, Obviously in difficult circumstances For Rangers fans to accept uh, But again You have to dig in You have to resolve And they did that uh, In abundance yesterday y- You can carry on then Give us your goal of the weekend My goal of the weekend Was Boyle's first goal The pass from uh, Scotty Allen Perfect pass The little dink over the goalkeeper And it's great to see the boy back Because I think he's a big mm. bonus To Scottish football Goal of the weekend for you Hugh Cammy McPherson For St Mirren Because the goal meant so much It took St Mirren off the foot of the table It also meant that they had their first away win of the season At the ninth attempt So take a bow Cammy Your howler of the weekend Alex Ray The linesman for the Old Firm game Gordon You're asking people to get the correct decision right He did not do that And ultimately uh, the price the Rangers pays is overwhelming I'm going for an offside decision But not at Hamden I'm going for one at Fir Park Motherwell Motherwell were one up Should have been two up But the linesman The assistant referee Whatever you wish to call him Missed a Hearts player Making the Motherwell player Two yards onside Two yards Hugh Keevan says The decision at Fir Park Was the biggest offside call Of the weekend You heard it here first 01419511025 Twitter is At Clyde SSB uh, Let's hear from both managers then We'll get stuck in On the phones Neil Lennon 
Says he was proud of Celtic's resilience and mentality He says winning 10 consecutive domestic trophies Is an unbelievable feat And it will give them a huge psychological lift Really proud We had to dig in today I don't think we played well Didn't play well first half um, And we had to rely on Fraser At times to make some world class saves And then we showed great resilience You know, Great mentality Get the goal then there's a red card, um, and then they have to, you know, dig in again. Mikey got a great chance to make a 2-0, but, you know, I'm sure Rangers will say they had some great chances as well in the game, which they did. So they, to come through it, you know, to win 10 major trophies is just unbelievable. And the character and and the pride and the resilience that they had to show today, which sometimes they don't get asked too many questions at domestic level, you can see they've got that in abundance as well. Huge psychological lift. This is it's huge today. I would, um, yeah, we'll have a good week this week. Obviously, we've got the Cluj game, but there'll be a, a few getting a rest. And psychologically, it is a, a massive shot in the arm for them under the circumstances. And Stephen Gerrard says Rangers were outstanding. He couldn't ask for more from his players in terms of effort. He's left ring missed chances, uh, but says it was his decision to put Alfredo Morelos on penalties. I thought we were outstanding in terms of our performance, everything we asked of the players today, in terms of how they approach it and what we wanted out of them. I think to a man, I can't be much prouder of them. But finals are decided normally on big moments, and the big moments haven't gone in our favour today. We've conceded from a set-piece, we shouldn't have given the set-piece away, there was no panic. And then once you've given it, you've got to defend it better. There's three of them standing in an offside position, but unfortunately we play in a league where there's no VAR, so we've got to defend that better. But... That aside, I thought we were outstanding. We created all the best chances. I don't know what the rest of the stats are, but they're not important. But I can't ask any more of me players in terms of what they gave me today. It's a big moment, a penalty at that time, and them going down to 10 men. If if you execute there and then, it puts you in a much stronger position. Um, unfortunately, we, we haven't took our chance on that big moment. And um, people will look back at that moment as the, the chance for us to swing the whole game and the whole momentum in our favour. Although we were much the stronger team um, throughout the 90 anyway. Was Alfredo on penalties? Yes, he was the nominated penalty taker. Um, it was nothing to do with James passing the book or anything like that. Um, I decided that we needed to change that up. There is absolutely no doubt we will talk about the goal, the offside nature of it many, many times between now yeah. and 8 o'clock. So just for a second, can we just talk... Big picture In terms of Celtic big, winning that trophy And Rangers coming up short Big picture With regard to Celtic uh, Fraser Forster The undoubted Hero of the hour The hour and a half And then the six minutes Added on uh, Off the park Hero of the hour For Celtic Neil Lennon Since being appointed To replace Brendan Rodgers He has got Eight in a row Over the line he has won the Scottish Cup. He has now won the League Cup. He has taken Celtic into the last 32 of the Europa League by virtue of winning their qualifying group. He has done all of that in eight months. Outstanding. What about from a Rangers perspective, Alex? Because like I say, we will debate all the yeah. all the things that got us there. Rangers didn't win the yeah. Cup yesterday. What now? What about the bigger picture? I think... I think uh, <laughs> Reflecting on today From a Rangers perspective The way they'll be feeling Gordon They will be uh, uh, Devastated I think what they put Into the game 
the chances they created. I don't think anyone envisaged it being such a one-sided game in terms of chances. Morelos, I think, had nine individual chances himself, which was, again, you wouldn't envisage that. I think they executed everything they wanted to do other than the most important thing was put the, the, goal, uh, the ball on the net. I think Fraser Foster was absolutely immense. I mean, when you're talking about goalkeeping performances in big games over the course of recent years, that is by far up there with the mm-hmm. best. Uh, and when you look at the performances of all the key players that we wax lyrical about from a Celtic perspective, you know, Forrest, Elanusi, Christie and so forth, uh, they were non-existent. And I think that is the most frustrating thing from a Rangers uh, point of view. And then again, we'll, as you rightly said, we'll cover the, the decision which actually turns the game for me. Let's get stuck in. Stuart's a Rangers fan from Paisley. How are you feeling about it all now, Stuart? Hi Gordon, good evening um, Well, as you can imagine I'm a very disappointed Rangers fan tonight um, And to be perfectly honest I'm a, a, quite an angry Rangers fan um, I would like to make a point to Alec Ray if I can Go for it Hi Alex, how are you doing? Um, um, I've had better days listen, Stuart but... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what I would say right? First of all, I think Rangers were cheated out of the game Now there's a process in place with a compliance officer, etc., for referees' decisions or linesmen's decisions. How a linesman cannot see that is beyond belief. It is absolutely unbelievable. Um, to the point where, yes, I'm not denying Rangers that should have scored. They should have scored. They had plenty of chances to score. I'm also not denying that Fraser Foster had an outstanding game. Absolute credit where credit's due. But as far as I'm concerned, the goal shouldn't have stood. And as far as I'm concerned, Rangers were cheated out the the cup final. Sure, listen, sure, I'm not sure. Let's see see the to suggest that that guy was cheating. Uh, for me, that doesn't wash. I think he has clearly got it wrong. Uh, I, I, if he was a yard, you know, offside and it was clear distance, I think okay, that is as clear, you know. But what are we talking about? A foot or a foot, just over a foot? So that is, is, is it even that? Is it even that? That's the thing And by the way This is not to take anything away from it Because I, I won't change anyone's mind yeah. tonight no. Some people think it's offside Some people don't But can we at least agree That it's extremely close? Well what, what I'm saying to you is, is I, I've, I've got it as a foot So what I'm saying to you is It's no three feet or four feet Well, some people may well think it is I've got it as a foot So it is a tight call But he has to get it right uh, Because that is I said at the top of the show yesterday Before the game That they have to get the big decisions I was predominantly saying this to Willie Collum but that applies to his uh, assistance yeah. in, the, in the touchline. I mean, and and but listen, there is no conspiracy. There's no cheating. Uh, it's just poor efficient. He's not got the call right. And Stuart mentions you know the compliance officer who, with no. all due respect to Stuart, is completely irrelevant. There is no process to retrospectively review offside decisions within games. I know no. why this one's getting the attention because it's an old firm cup final. That goes without saying. Um, but there's just no process there for that no, sort of thing. No, no, no. And you have to be careful with the language you use. Cheating, you know, that that's unacceptable language. Uh, as I say, they have the blink of an eye in which to make a decision. Uh, we have poured over it uh, on television and on social media. Uh, if he got it wrong, then he got it wrong by the naked eye not being good enough. Um, but as I say To use the expression Cheating is unacceptable Alex, now, I understand why I just want to For some clarity early on Hugh Alex thinks it was offside Do you? I can't make up my mind I, I, As I say I think we'll need to bring in The Hubble telescope uh, To look at these things um, I've seen Photographs that make it look as if It was onside I've seen things that make it look as if it was Offside But 
the history of the game, whether it's in this country or anywhere else, the history of the game is about fine margins and decisions like that. We still dispute that England won the World Cup in 1966 because we don't believe that Jeff Hurst's ball was over the line. I remember Ronnie Dyla in his time at Celtic Park going for a treble and a goal be or a penalty being denied Celtic when a player had his arm extended its full length to take the ball away. It goes on. You Some you get, some you don't. And I'm sure that Stewart in his time can remember when uh, Rangers have got goals that were perhaps offside. I like having looked at it countless times. Yeah. I wouldn't even care to mention how many times. That's how sad I am. Um, and I'm sure you've seen it all yourself as well. Have, you've yes. seen the still images. You've seen the footage. Images from behind the goal. It is extremely close. Is that is yeah. that the thing we can agree on? Especially with when you're judging Philip Hillander's part in it, because yes. you can't see him because the camera angle is behind Christopher Julian and before you take the free kick you can see Philip Hillander clearly yeah. as it struck Philip Hillander is somewhere in between Christopher Julian and I think it's Odson yeah. Edward and what makes you so sure if you like uh, the, the picture from behind the goal Gordon so you're looking from behind the Celtic Alan goal behind Alan McGregor no behind Fraser Foster's goal alright okay so you're, there's a vantage point looking back down towards the 18 yard box Gordon i seen it from that angle and it's and then when you look at the line that was on a uh, sports scene last night when they've paused it there, it looks mm. as if his foot is over that line, which would suggest that that's okay. the, the margin. So you're looking at a foot, uh, and that's why I've come to that conclusion because I've seen it from behind there. Hollander's clearly the other side, and he's trying to get back on side. Mm. Uh, listen, I'm surprised that, that Hugh doesn't actually think it's offside. And we've all pulled over it, we've seen lots of stills. I don't tend to take a lot of stills because of. It's very difficult to see when the ball's been hit. To be fair, that, that's that's the thing. Hugh didn't say he thought it was no. onside. He just can't make up his mind, and there is extremely close. That's that's yeah. the one thing that I don't think is up for debate. And that's why to throw it back to you, Stuart, even Alex, who is very very strong in his belief that it was offside, is mentioning multiple camera angles. Is mentioning lines being drawn a- across. Even if you do think it was offside, Stuart, which is fine. That I have no problem with that. Is it really the type of decision? I can't remember what phrase you used I think it was beggar's belief Is it really that that bad If that I, makes sense I would I would say it was Because I, I'm sorry I've, I watched that game Yes, I mean I go to every game But unfortunately Couldn't get a ticket For the cup final um, I watched it in a pub With you know How many other Thousands of Rangers fans And I have to say there's everybody said it straight away. What I would also say is um, I'm not going to um, spend too much time talking about the end of the day. The game's won and that's it. What I would say is I'm very proud of my team yesterday. I thought they played exceptionally well to the point where even um, one of Celtic's players um, came out in an interview. And I forget the guy's name. He played for Aberdeen. Um, the ex-Aberdeen player came out and actually said that you know Rangers played them off the park, which they did. Um, so I've got great confidence to take this going forward. I think we'll, you know, we can we can take Celtic on. I'm very pleased to say that we can do that. Another point I'd like to make, just quickly, an over short time, no, no. that um, I actually felt that uh, well, it's also again, social media is very powerful. It's a powerful tool. It also came to light that Fraser Foster was actually off his line when the penalty was taken. Now I'm not saying that that makes a difference. End of the day, you've still got to score the penalty. Morelos failed to do that, which is a surprise in any other day. Probably would have put it away. I don't know whether the pressure well, got him or you, not. I, I have scanned social media 
uh, as well today And you get plenty of photographs to say Yet yeah, he's off his line And Ryan Kent is encroaching So we can go on and on and on all day um, This is football And this happens in football And Celtic will have their grievances Rangers will have their grievances But at the end of the day you're right Rangers did play Celtic off the park yesterday And they did have 11 men to Celtic's 10 for 35 minutes And they did have a penalty And Rangers were a large contributory factor Towards Rangers not winning the cup That was Stuart and Paisley We've got Chris in Govan He's coming up just after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on an eventful, I think that covers it, eventful League Cup final at Hamden yesterday. Celtic lifting the trophy after a 1 0 victory, a goal from Christopher Julian. That's the main bone of contention, it seems, on the phones. And on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB Gary Henderson says Fans need to decide what they want They complain VAR is killing the game And that attackers should get the benefit of the doubt Then when it comes against them There are cries for linesmen to have microscopic vision It's football, it's drama, it's box office Says Gary We've got loads more tweets uh, coming in I must say Where was the other one I was going to read out? Um... Scotty McCoo says Still hurting from yesterday If it had been a boxing match It would have been stopped I don't believe there's a gap any longer As Rangers dominated the entire game But we didn't take our chances Says Scotty McCoo Chris in Govan's been hanging on for quite some time Let's see what's in Chris's mind Hello Chris Hi there Gordon Hello Hi well as I say I'm, I'm a Celtic fan obviously I'm delighted obviously we won yesterday Now every Rangers fan that I've listened to Has been banging on about the Julien goal now, I'm not denying Julien's foot, the thing he scores with, is offside. But nobody is mentioning the fact Morelos missed, uh, Alec Ray mentioned it, about 10 chances, three of which he had before a better position when he, when, he, when he shot. He had Ryan Kent in a better position when he should have passed it through to him, and uh, along with multiple other things. But nobody's mentioned that they're all contesting the the, the Julien goal. Well, we'll get two. We'll get two hours, Chris. We can cover everything, but uh, is the fact that um, Stephen Gerrard's now crying out for VAR. If VAR had it, if there was VAR, Morelos would have been off the park when he when he raped his studs down the back of Julien's <laughs> leg. So, anyway, Stephen Gerrard also said in his post-match press conference that. He thinks that VAR has had a negative effect on football And he would not say that he was 100% in favour of it So he's been honest about that This whole thing about the offside It's as if it's the first offside decision That was ever contentious in Scottish football It happens week in, week out It happened at Motherwell It happened at Hamden But obviously Hamden's higher profile It involves Celtic and Rangers And it gets all the attention Rangers are talking about fine margins here. I understand why Rangers are sore because we know that they were denied a penalty at Petaudry because John Beaton, the referee, went to Stephen Gerrard and apologised for getting it wrong. Therefore, there is no doubt about that one. The referee saw it back again, realised he made a mistake. Over the course of four days, Rangers have lost ground in the league and have lost a cup. Therefore, they are Sore But it's as if it's the first offside decision Ever to be questioned uh, Rangers should have won the match 
They had every advantage They were 11 v 10 They had a penalty If somebody scores from the penalty In all likelihood Rangers go on And win the cup They could have given Celtic An almighty beating yesterday We could be discussing With angry Celtic fans here tonight A margin of defeat That would have been unacceptable to them They have Fraser Forster to thank For that not being the case Alex, I do want to try where possible yes. to, to talk about it all, and, I, sure. and we'll do we'll do the offside again. I've absolutely no doubt about it. Just for the meantime, what about the things that that Rangers can control? Because absolutely, that's what you know. Yes. At the end of a game, you, you, it might frustrate you, it might anger you, but ultimately you can't control what what the officials do. What about the things that Rangers yes. had within their grasp to control? What needed to be better? Uh, they're finishing first and foremost, Gordon. Uh, I, th- I said today. When they look back, they will be extremely disappointed in the amount of chances they created and never uh, scored one of them. Um, so that you have to be super critical. They have to see teams off. And when they have that dominance within games, we spoke about this last week as well, uh, up at Aberdeen, you know, it can be three or four. And you have to see that off because ultimately then the penalty decision is, uh, we're not speaking about the John Beaton last week here because... You're you're putting them to bed That the confidence is gone And it's similar to yesterday So I think that's a thing That you can control When I look back at the substitutions I look back at Brandon Barker Coming on And Stephen Gerrard Then put uh, Ryan Kent central I thought it was working really well Where Kent was driving from the line In to free up space For uh, Barisic And then obviously on the other side uh, Tavernier was getting a lot of joy from that So Brandon Barker doesn't have that intelligence when that's coming from one side to the other to go inside to free up the space and ultimately you had two players standing within a couple of yards of each other. So I didn't think that worked particularly well. And then when you're introducing Dumaine Defoe, the only time that they get a ball across the face, he managed to get a good strike on it and I think it was uh, Julian got a very good important block resulting mm-hmm. in a corner. So I think over the piece, Gordon, I think they will be... Phew, Devastated that they never get a positive result yesterday Neil Lennon says he hasn't seen a goalkeeper like Fraser Forster for a long time He also says Jeremy Frimpong can be anything he wants to be I've not seen a goalkeeping performance Or a goalkeeper like him You know for a long time In his first spell here he did some incredible things And now he's doing it again in his second spell We're, we're grateful to have him He's buzzing and thrilled to be here And you can see that in his, we, we needed him today and um, he just stood up and made saves that other goalkeepers just can't make. How big is this achievement to get these 10 trophies? I don't know where you would compare it with you know, other clubs around the world or other teams in Scottish football. You know, I don't really, I'm not really looked into it, but it's incredible. It's easy to give it up. It's easy to think, oh, it's not our day of the day. That's the end of it, but they just won't. It's amazing. They're an incredible group of players. How was Jeremy after him? Were you stopped him when you saw the penalties? Fine. You know, I just said, look, you're outstanding, son. You maybe had to do it. I had no issue with the, the penalty decision, obviously, and the red card. So, um, but I thought up until then he was one of our best players. For an 18-year-old kid to play as well as that was, yeah, he's, he could be anything he wants to be. Fraser Forster. I think Celtic have to get serious. They have to go to Southampton and say, right, how much? Uh, you know, Celtic get plenty of money. Uh, they are trying to enhance their reputation in Europe Think back to Fraser Forster's save against Lazio at Celtic Park Unbelievable um, If you are serious about building a team Whether it's for domestic football 10 in a row or whatever your ambition is 
then you have to get serious and you have to ask Southampton how much money they want for Fraser Forster. He's he's actually contracted, I think, mm. Gordon, till 2022, Hugh. So it's two and a half years uh, with performances like that as well. Obviously, keepers are sought after. I think one of the key things if you're trying to attract him back would be his wages yeah. because you would imagine having signed a, a new contract, mm. England International, you know, the terms would have been favourable at that time. Was that, to elaborate on something you said earlier on, genuinely one of the best goalkeeping performances you've seen? It's phenomenal, is... Gordon. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Because... What was the best save of the lot? The penalty one is important. Yes. Is... Were there others that were, were, were technically better the best saves? One? I think the uh, save from uh, Ryan Jack. Kent, uh, sorry, Jack. Ryan Jack, yeah, yes. Because if that goes in... Yeah, the balls burst. I think when, with that one, Hugh, when you consider what is he six feet seven, and you extend his arm, he has sprung and he's moved because he's a big old unit and he's moved his feet quickly, and he's plucked it, but he's also got something to spare because he's got yeah. such a big hand on it. It was a remarkable save, but I think when you look at some of the other saves as well, Gordon, you know, it, it, I'm trying to defend Alfredo at times as well with some of the acute angles because mm-hmm. of that frame. I think the one he come, he, he does. Uh, Ayer down the side The only way that he can possibly beat him Is dink him uh, You know uh, Because He tries uh, to go low doesn't he And yeah, then the just, leg comes It goes out, for yeah. power So uh, you know But I think they're still important saves Because he makes himself big And he narrows the, the, the gap quickly Okay let's get back to the phones Ian is a Rangers fan in the city centre Hi Ian Hi how you doing? Not bad Ian What's your take on yesterday's All events? Right. Uh, I'm sickened I'm gutted Like every other Rangers fan But Hugh has really, I nearly fell off my chair when Hugh said that uh, that decision didn't cost Rangers a cup. I would like Hugh to tell me what he think the score would be if that goal would have been good. Because if you're not, if people like Hugh Keevans and Gordon DL are not expecting a higher standard of refereeing and linesmen than they've got and just keep making excuses for them, I mean, what I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a, just a, a wee bit of a rant of you. Now, what else, Hugh, would you expect of a linesman when everybody's standing... <coughs> excuse me, I've got a bit of sore throat. Everybody's standing still. His only job is to make sure nobody moves before that ball is kicked. And he's standing right at it. And he still said his naked eye wasn't good enough. Well, if his naked eye isn't good enough, he shouldn't be there. I mean, it's as simple as that. You ain't go up in jail or just... Parting this away Like it's nothing It cost Rangers A chance Didn't it cost them a cup Cost them a Chance to win the cup Because they That linesman was inept At his job Would you not accept that Did you just say there Ian It didn't cost them the cup It cost them a chance To win the cup That's all Hugh said At the start That's no, the exact same what, what, No What I thought Hugh had said And I'm, I'll apologise If I'm wrong I thought you had said it didn't cost Rangers. I, I did say that, yeah. Did say that, yeah. I did say that, no, yeah. But, you, know, you said it didn't cost them the cup. Uh-huh. And Ian just said the same thing. He said it didn't cost them the cup. It costed the ch- it cost the chance to win. That's two different things. Surely that's two different things. For me, um, pragmatism tells me that it's 1-0. The referee's next big decision is to award Rangers a penalty and send Jeremy Frimpong off. The ball's on the spot... The afternoon is there for you to take If the penalty is scored Given that Celtic were so bad Fraser Forster was paranormal But the rest of the players were well off You've got the penalty You've got 11 v 10 And there's 35 minutes left to play I cannot accept therefore That 
the goal scored by Julian uh, has cost Rangers the cup. There was plenty of time and opportunity and a penalty and a numerical advantage. I mean, you would have to accept it clearly plays a big part, though. It's the only it's the only goal of the game. And if it was offside, which we'll never agree on, if it was offside, yeah. you, you have to accept it plays a big part, though. Uh, uh, of course, but I cannot accept that the next 36 minutes pass by with no incident whatsoever Ian I, I never said that I never said it passed by without incident what I'm saying is if the linesman the linesman gets that call right then it's nothing each at the end of the game uh, do you know what I mean no, how, can, how can you how, how can you say that how can you say what? that after the decision uh, if it had gone the other way how can you say it would have remained nil-nil for the next 35 minutes. How can you know that? How can you know that uh, if Rangers wouldn't if they wouldn't get that goal, the linesman did today's job right that uh, then it cost Rangers a cup? Because I know that the next thing I saw was the ball on the penalty spot and Jeremy Frimpong getting a red card. And at that precise moment, Rangers had the pivotal Moment in their day If they score from the penalty Given that Celtic were so poor They would surely then Have gone on to take the numerical advantage And Celtic's poor performance And did something about it Ian I have no problem with you Or any other Rangers fan who comes on And thinks that it's offside That's absolutely fine Loads of people think that But you must concede Surely you must accept that you simply cannot say that it definitely would have been nil-nil at the end of the game unless you've got some sort of powers I don't know about Rangers not listen Rangers never scored right that was a fact and Celtic never looked like scoring so to me at the end of the game it's going to be it's going to be nothing each yeah but I'm I mean, a, no, no, no 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 I have to take you back if the goal is disallowed there are still 35 minutes of play Left To be negotiated How can you say Rangers might even have scored Two or three In that time How can you say That you know Nothing Would have happened To either goal Over those 35 minutes Alex Yeah well listen Answer it if you can Well listen I think I understand where the Rangers Fans are coming from Because In their eyes It was a goal That was given That shouldn't have been given So in theory It's still nil-nil But you know, because he's made. We just had one of a Celtic guy on earlier on, Chris, who thinks it was a, a offside, uh, and then he puts his point across about several tackles from Morelos. Um, what we do know is, if it's at that point, if he if the linesman does his job, it's nil nil. We don't know how it's going to pan out because we the, the, the game totally could go anyway. Uh, however, uh, you know, I think the the frustration is with people is that it wasn't given, and <laughs> but the thing is, there has to be a frustration. The, the amount of chances that Rangers had apparently and they didn't capitalise that is the biggest frustration as well because you have that at your control I feel like a lot of this always boils down to the language we use Hugh as a society maybe a bit deep for me but we've just become a bit more extreme I don't think anyone would argue that if you think it's offside and you come on and say I think it played a big part you can't really argue that but but it, but it is impossible to say that it definitively, definitively yeah. cost and, and that applies to any game involving any team How could you possibly be so sure? I went to see my first game Between these two clubs 60 years ago I understand That in the depth Of their disappointment Fans refuse to accept 
that things are just and they refuse to accept a contradictory argument to their own, I come back to the point. It's one nothing. The ball is on the penalty spot. Frimpong is taking a walk up the tunnel. Rangers' top goal scorer is standing over the ball. There are still 35 minutes of football left to be negotiated. If you don't take advantage of that, that was your pivotal moment in the game. Thomas is also a Rangers fan in Dilmarnock. Let's get his view on things. Hi, Thomas. How you doing? Not too bad, Thomas. How do right, you see all this? All... Oh, right. Listen, offside. It's, it's offside. It was clearly offside. Clearly offside. Three of the guys were offside. But do you know what? It doesn't matter. It's done. Don't do the Scotland thing, the hard luck story. It doesn't matter. Rangers should have won that game. Clearly. And I don't buy this Celtic to another off day. I'm, I'm fed up hearing that as well. It's no... This is what Rangers have got to build on now. Because... They've not got that inferiority complex. The smugness is gone. The boy was right earlier on. Scott Brown said it annoyed me. Did he deserve that? He said probably not. They know that. That's the difference now. The gap is definitely closed. Hughes just said they're 60 years of watching. I've seen. I've been watching a, a long time as well. A very long time. And that's the most one-sided final I've seen a team losing. Ever. Yeah, I'd agree. Fact. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, e- easily. I know I'm right in that, Hugh. You agree with me? Yeah, I absolutely agree. But what I will say, so what Rangers need to do now, and I'm sure I'll agree as well, they've got to build on that. Yes, it's a defeat and it's a sore one. As I said, I don't I do not do the hard luck story, Scotland, all that stuff. We're beat. We never took our chances. Was it offside? Yes. Did it make a difference? No, because we should win the game. But, but there is now no gap between the teams, you know, and Rangers. I said it yesterday. Rangers midfield is fitter and stronger than Celtics, mainly because of Scott Brown. You've got Arfield and Jack, Aribo. I know Davis is 34, but he's still fit as well. But I believe Rangers. Absolutely, I've seen Celtic a couple of times. I do believe Rangers play the better football. They, 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 do, they do the better pass. But I don't want them to turn into the Tommy Burns, what happened to Tommy Burns, when Tommy Burns definitely played the better football than us at the time. That we kept uh, kept winning the games. It's a good point, Thomas. Let me put yeah. that to the guys. Then ultimately, if we can sum this up, yeah. is yesterday encouraging for Rangers because it proves they're getting closer, or is it actually worrying because Celtic have won yet another trophy whilst not at their best? God Which one is God it? And you know the uh, Thomas makes a lot of good valid points here because you could wallow and shout and ball about the pen. Uh, sorry, the offside and not having the chances. I was saying to you, and I think part of the problem with most Rangers fans at the moment is they're still hurting from it. It was a difficult one to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Thomas is right in terms of dominating the game. It was one side and so forth and trying to overcome that. Now, I reckon about 20 months ago, if we go back 20 months here, I was watching Rangers play Celtic on a regular basis leading up to the appointment of Gerrard. And I'm thinking to myself, I have never seen, Thomas mentions one-sided games, fours, fives. Uh-huh. The Rangers players couldn't lay a glove and it was like men against boys. I now watch it now and I actually see a vast improvement because the, the, for, I think was it one shot and target Celtic had yesterday. Now, when was the last time treble trebles, 10 trophies in a row that Celtic had one shot and target? And is that does that qualify, quantify as the, the offside goal was the one shot, Gordon? Yeah. So, it, you know, and the, the grand scale of things, you know, because of the, the resources, I'm not sure what Thomas says there because I actually think Celtic have plenty of options in the way they play and the way they attack, I think they've got plenty of top, top players who score goals. So, I think I said today in another programme as well, Gordon, that I think the next couple of days are vital. I think they'll be hurting, they'll be feeling sorry for themselves, 
And the coaching staff Have to Pick them up Because Young boys Is in Thursday Motherwell away Which is not going to be easy Then Hibs They have to negotiate them Before they go back to Parkhead Because any other setbacks Could be You know Fatal long term Quickly Hugh Do you subscribe to the view From Thomas That that was An encouraging Day for Rangers yesterday Despite the defeat Are the signs there That things are Getting closer Or are, are extremely close As Ian puts them The acid test will come December 29 Celtic Park If Rangers can Dominate Celtic The way they did yesterday Then It could alter the Course Of The league title race December 29 Will answer all questions A few people have mentioned Stephen Gerrard's VAR comments They're coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are on Twitter As well at Clyde SSB Ted is not happy Hugh Ted says it's hilarious You and me The Gordon character He says (laughs) Must be the only people On the planet That thought it wasn't offside I didn't say it wasn't offside Hugh Keevans didn't say it was offside He just said he couldn't make up his mind And I I am I'm immune from these types of decisions Because I stand on this side of the desk And I just watch you two uh, Battle it out So don't mind a bit of the uh, The old back and forward It's a cup final Ted is hearing things It's a cup final It's a Rangers Celtic game I expect all of this uh, But We are Going on as if it was the first contentious Offside decision Ever to happen uh, lots of tweets coming in at Clyde SSB It's 01419511025 on the phones uh, Mark is in Greenock Hi Mark Hi there Father, how you doing? Not okay. too bad Mark, how are you feeling? Oh good man, I know Alex not feeling great but, uh, I'm glad you are Mark it goes, Alex, yeah? <laughs> Listen, it's the way the cookie crumbles son You've got to take <laughs> the good with the bad Listen, do you know what? That's why I'm on here Alex to say something hang is Man, I grew up watching your team I grew up watching uh, Tommy Burns here As the caller said earlier on yep. And the fact was Andy Gorham back in Do you know what I mean? How good was he? Do you know what I mean? I remember the cadet and somebody saves that guy, Paul Arham, is tremendous, man. So see, yesterday, the bottom line is, we were at Mohammed Dalia, the world just the man. We'd done a rope a dope. Do you know what I mean? We took the punches, man, and we gave it right back out. Uh, whether that goal was offside or not, who cares? Do you know what I mean? See, the reality is, we won a game. We won 10, t- 10, 10 trophies in a trot. A few people you know seem I mean? to care, Mark, for what it's worth. Uh, uh, well, I, well, but, that's, I mean, the bottom line is, I don't think we don't. Do you know what I mean? As I say, it's, it's domination that we've took over yet again. Do you know what I mean? And it'll twist and turn. The season's obviously looking. Rangers played brilliant yesterday. You can't take it away from But the reality is, they never had enough. They gave it their best, and it still wasn't enough. The well, bottom line is, Morelis, a golden boy, he wasn't good enough. Big Forster was the best player on that part yesterday. That's the reality of what was happening. That big guy. Before he left to go to leave, um, not a lot of people wanted him back, and I was one of him. Do you know what I mean? I never really liked taking players back again. Do you know what I mean? But the reality is, anything to take that big guy. Would you would you say would you him. would you like to try and sign him uh, full time, Mark? He's thirty two in a couple of months. Uh, would they pay Celtic pay eight nine ten million for him to get him back and the wages well, he's on? That's the, the big well, question. I think the question, of course. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it, the reality is, what is he on? Do you know what I mean? What is his wages and what's he going to be looking for to come back to? Well, he was, well, an, England, was uh, an England international when he signed his uh, extended contract of five years ago. So carry on, mate. Uh, that's for Peter Lobwell to investigate. The fact that he's 32 wouldn't bother me. Not for uh, a goalie. No, a few years. No, he's imagine. A good five years left in him. Uh, he just looks literally head and shoulders above anybody else at the moment. Um, so I, I, I would be making inquiries. Um, Mark is representative of. The Celtic fans today They're ecstatic They were a Fine margin away 
from discussing a defeat that he wouldn't be able to handle because but for Fraser Forster and but for uh, Alfredo Morelos's um, lack of chance taking uh, Celtic could have lost by a margin that would have been deeply disturbing for the Celtic supporters but the game is like that Stephen Gerrard was speaking about VAR and the need for Scotland's officials to be helped. He says too many things are being missed by referees up here. He also says he's got a big job on now to try and pick up his players. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and look for excuses. I'm not the type of person that blames or looks for excuses. You know, the big moments have gone against us today. We're all responsible for that. But the reality is, at the top end of football, you'd expect the linesman to get one of them right out of the three that was standing in an offside position. I'd be a liar if I said I'm 100% in favour for it. Um, but one thing I do know is that the officials up here need some support and some help, for sure, because there's too many things, not just for our club, but across the board, that maybe they miss or they need a bit of support on. We've got a huge game on Thursday. There's no better game to bounce back from. I'll stay with these players on the evidence of what I've seen today, performance-wise. I'm staying right with them, right behind them. I'm right in it. On the evidence of today, we might have to suffer for a little bit, of course. I get all that. We have to soak it up, remember it, be ready to... Go and give ourselves another opportunity and that type of performances will get us where we want to get to. I've got a big job to pick them all up because, as you can imagine, it's 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 a tough one and it's a raw one right now. Um, but this is football at the top. That's why this is such a big job. We, we'll, we'll suffer and then we'll bounce back. So by his own admission, he's, he's not sold on VAR either, no, Hugh. Not 100%. Um, but, but he wants something to help the officials up here. What might that be? Maybe we'll get, we'll get the chance to speak to Stephen Gerrard in the coming days and, and find out what that would be so... Is it VAR? Is it something else? What do you make uh, of this argument that we now need it because of what we saw yesterday? We see some bad decisions here. Week in, week out. Rangers have got a bad decision at Petaudry, followed by a bad uh, decision to their way of thinking at Hamden. Uh, but I see bad decisions all over the yeah. place. Campbell at the weekend was a prime example. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also in England. And they have VAR. Well, I was um, going to make that point as well because, again... And not for a second saying our officials don't make mistakes Of course they do Some of them are horrendous mistakes as well Let me be very clear about that I think one of the worst decisions I've seen in the last few weeks, Alex Was the failure to award Alfredo Morelos a penalty Away against Feyenoord The referee that night The guy who refereed the Champions Champions League League final So I know it's convenient I know the timing's come up And there will be counter-arguments to that But we always sort of start sweeping generalisations About the overall standard and stuff you should always demand more And I think our referees Do probably make too many mistakes But if that level of referee Is also making mistakes We're never going to be happy yeah. Let's be honest No there's always going to be mistakes Gordon And uh, the fact that there's no VAR At the Europa League Highlights that You know That guy is probably At the top of his game In terms of Over in Feyenoord oh. When you consider A couple of months previous He was uh, at the Champions League final um, In terms of this VAR argument Gordon It is not going to happen you know, we can say that they need uh, assistance. I would like to know how they're going to improve referees. How can we actually help to improve them? Uh, uh, you know, and do workshops or more time, spend more time at clubs. I have no idea, but, but there has to be some sort of way mm. because VAR is not happening up here. The finances will mm. not allow that to happen. Finances aside though, Hugh, let's say we could afford it and we could afford to implement it tomorrow. Based on what you've seen in the English Premier League, would you welcome it? I think it creates as many controversies as it, it settles. Um, I, I don't think it's been good for English football uh, I think it's eaten into the, the heart and soul of the game 
down there. Uh, it was meant to be something that would end all arguments. That is not the case. It's, uh, when you watch, nothing will end all arguments listen, up here either. No. When, when you see it down the road, it's almost a case of when it goes for you, it's great, but it doesn't. You've yeah. gone, Lord, that rubbish. Tell you yeah. what, let's take a breather. Let's get ourselves some comic relief, shall we? Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time, your chance to take on Alex Ray or Hugh Keevens and win yourself a signed ball. If you want to take part tonight, it's 0141 951 1025. Uh, you have to be quick because the lines close at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, trying our best to reflect on all the talking points from yesterday's League Cup final, but there are many. It's another trophy in the bag for Celtic, 10 consecutive domestic trophies. In a row, Neil Lennon delighted uh, that his team managed to win without being at their best And they certainly weren't at their best Lots of that down to Rangers Who were very good but couldn't get over the line And feel aggrieved about the goal scored by Christopher Julian Was it offside? Was it not? Do we need VAR? Do we not? What about Alfredo Morelos? All the questions hopefully will be answered between now and 8 o'clock And a bit later on this hour We're going to try and get a hold of our Road to Wembley winner Hopefully you heard this last week A fantastic prize uh, we tried to give away last week In aid of Cash for Kids So if you entered, stay tuned And it could be you we're trying to get a hold of later on this hour But in the meantime, let's play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time Hugh and Alex are both standing by One of them will be up against John from Kilsyth How are you tonight John? I'm good thanks, how are you? Now John, you're a Rangers fan I would love for you to tell me that a Beat the Pundit victory Would make up for yesterday But even I'm not that daft I don't think we can go that far, can we? No you can't Nah, not quite We'll try our best though, you never know I'll get Alex Ray to sign it five times Because he's not having a good time (laughs) either Uh, (laughs) We'll toss the coin and see who you're up against If it's heads, it's Hugh And if it's tails, it will be Alex and it is Alex Ray but You better hope this um, Beat the Pundits all about Yesterday's League Cup final Because I think you were there For about 12 hours yesterday Based he, on the television a, coverage He's on a great run though Alex Oh yeah you've been in good yeah. form And beat the Pundit I must say Right well what I'll do is I'll give you a bit of Clyde 2 to listen to Lovely And that way You can't hear us anymore John You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Alex You can pass Here's your chance to beat the Pundit You ready? Yep Okay Who did Barry Ferguson play with After his second Rangers spell? Blackburn Rovers How many goals did Livingston score against Kilmarnock on Saturday? Three Who was the last Scottish team David Moyes played for? Uh, Celtic Who's the most capped Scotland player of all time? Men's player Uh, Where did Stephen Fletcher begin his playing career? Hibernian Which country does Scott Arfield represent? Canada And what year did Ryan Christie get his first Scotland cap? Uh, 2017 Okay Alex Ray, can you hear us? Yes Great, same set of questions to you, shall we? Yeah, no worries Who did Barry Ferguson go to after his second Rangers spell? Lightburn How many goals did Livingston score against Kilmarnock on Saturday? Three Who was the last Scottish team David Moyes played for? Uh, Samaran Who is the most capped Scotland men's player of all time? Uh, Kenneth Gleish Where did Stephen Fletcher begin his playing career? Hibs which country does Scott Arfield represent? Canada In what year did Ryan Christie get his first Scotland cap? 2017 How many points do Rangers have in their Europa League group? Quickly Eight 
Okay. Now, John, he got through one more question than you. I don't know if you think it was costly. How do you rate your own performance? Yeah, I did all right. Better than his bonnet to the daily yesterday. <laughs> It was that bonnet. It was your new bonnet, Alex. Oh. There was there was question marks flying around the studios to the 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 fashion whether it was a, a suitable piece of headwear for the television. Well, but you you told me when you came yeah. in it's because you were getting drips on your your head. Yeah, well, the, the, the rain was dropping off the main stand and it was, we were getting drenched. So I thought I'm putting this Little hat on. Yeah, and, and possibly, Hugh likes it to be fair. Seriously, we were there for I think it was seven hours. Out in that gantry And the exposure With the wind And the, the rain Come back in It was yeah, the grafter, anyway, in for a coin uh, Right let's go through The Beat the Pundit questions Who did Barry Ferguson Go to after his Second Ranger spell It was Birmingham So oh, Blackburn Was, yeah, was show, in yeah. between None of you got that right How many goals Did Livy score Against Kelly on Saturday It was three So it's one all Who was the last Scottish team David Moyes played for It was Hamilton Ackies Oh well, I got that wrong I thought the fair one So it was still one all The most capped Scotland's men's player of all time Kenny Dalgleish You both got it Two all You both knew Stephen Fletcher Began his playing career at Hibs Three all You both knew Scott Arfield represented Canada Four all In what year Did Ryan Christie get his first Scotland cap Was that a guess? No 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 You both got 2017 oh. It was Big Alec wasn't it Give him it which means it goes back. It comes down to the last question: How many points do Rangers have in their Europa League group? It is eight. John, he got through one more question. Producer Andy, he was definitely in time, wasn't he? As long as we've started Absolutely. the question, I'm trying my best <laughs> to take it. I'm trying my best to take it <laughs> off him, John. Now, as long as you've started the question, uh, believe me, John. Believe me, it kills me to say it. I much prefer it when you guys win, but he's done you by one. Just as well. Nah, and, uh, not bad. Yeah, listen, it was a good effort, mate. Fine, uh, you know, good high scoring game. Not like the rest of these pundits in here. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. It was a great effort, John. Thank you very much. John ended up with five. Unfortunately for him, Alex got six. Told you he was on a run. Yeah, he's doing not bad. Homework, you. Homework is yeah. important. Uh, and I must admit, when I heard uh, the attempts on the phone, I thought that was good. It was a really good effort. Five would win it for you on. Many other nights But not quite enough uh, Tonight Right 01419511025 I'm pretty sure We're going to take A lot more calls On the cup final yesterday And all the talking points What other results Stood out from you uh, Stood out for you At the weekend Yeah without a doubt Samirin uh, You know Their away form Has been poor Eight games Without a point And uh, I have to say Cammy McPherson's strike Was magnificent You know I love a goal For distance You do uh, Motherwell three in a week Even though there was A pessimistic Motherwell fan In the building oh, uh, uh, On Saturday And you have to say Hibs A big win against Aberdeen I did I did think it was Going to be tight Due to the fact The effort they put in Last week Gordon Big win for the Mighty Jags As well Yes They uh, we go to Palmerston Beach Queen of the South um, St Mirren Getting off the bottom Good psychological move for them And uh, well Hearts Shocking run But Daniel Stendel is set to be uh, Unveiled Tomorrow At Tynecastle And he's got a big job on his hands Amid a further wrangle about uh, yeah, any It threatens to run and run It's messy But he's there He's signed a contract for two years uh, And he'll need to hit the ground running Let's speak to Brian, who's a Celtic fan in Kirkintilloch. Hi, Brian. Hi there, how are you doing? Not Good. too bad, Brian. What did you make of it yesterday then? I thought, see, to be honest with you, I thought Celtic defended really well. I really did. I think Neil Lennon set up to. He obviously he had a lot of injuries yesterday, but I, I don't know. What do you think? I think defensively, Hugh, what do you think? Well, I mean, particularly when down to 10 men and when the cup is on the line. Uh, they were very good The goalkeeper Is Sensational There's no other way 
around it If Ryan Jack scores that early in the game Then given that uh, Celtic were well off the pace uh, Rangers could have won the cup comfortably yesterday They should have won the cup comfortably Mm. Alfredo Morelos should have won the cup on his own Even with Fraser Forster having the game of his life it's a funny one Alex Because I can hear people saying Well Celtic's defence Gave up a lot of chances To Rangers yeah. So how can you say They defended well But then as Hugh Quite rightly points out There was 30 minutes of the game yep. When Celtic were down to 10 men And actually That was Rangers Least likely period yeah. To score if that I, makes sense If you If you analyse it Gordon I think for the first hour I think Rangers Would have been delighted The amount of opportunities That they carved open And good opportunities And I think when they're sending off, I think Celtic became a lot more dogged and I think Rangers uh, get a wee bit more desperate, uh, particularly after the penalty miss. And I think the game suited Celtic a bit more, you know, it was stop, start. And uh, they didn't fashion as many chances within that half an hour period that Rangers would have liked. Uh, but uh, uh, in that first hour, Gordon, you can't say Celtic defended well. Brian, on you go. Uh, well, see, to be honest with you, I felt Morelos was dead wasteful in front of goal yesterday. Yeah, I, don't th- I don't think you're anyone who agree, uh, disagree with that, Brian. I think that's fair comment. I mean, see, to be honest with you, right? I mean, look at the one with Big Ayer, he's running down the wing, right? Now, Big Ayer dives in, he's running into the box. Two he's two in men are standing screaming out for it, you know what I mean? And instead of passing to them, he shoots for a crazy angle to Fraser Foster. I, I don't think it was a crazy angle. I don't think it was a crazy angle. Uh, I think strikers are born greedy. And he had not got a goal against Celtic in 10 games And clearly that's at the back of his mm. mind It was a good angle He just happened to, to meet a 6 foot 7 wall Gordon, see for me The movement by Ryan Kent is really, really poor Because when you have a 2v2 situation You're trying to get the defenders as far away from each other as possible And he takes Scott Brown towards the, the cutback If he'd attract the back post He may well have lost and he would have freed up more space for the cutback cue, and oh. there was no other option other than Mor- Morelos to shoot. And it was a it was an acute angle, and it always favoured Fraser Foster because he was bearing down, and there wasn't a lot to hit. What do you take away from yesterday, Brian? Is the fact that Rangers played so well and dominated the game is that a sign that they're going to threaten Celtic's domestic dominance very soon, or actually is it a sign that if they couldn't win the game yesterday when they were so much on top? Um, Celtic's dominance looks likely to continue because I've heard it spun both ways. Which one are you going for? I'll be honest with you, this is my opinion on it, right? Neil Lennon set up his tactics to defend that game yesterday because a lot of, a lot of the, the players were injured. I mean, look at um, what's his name? Johnny Hayes, he was not fit. Mikey Johnson was not fit. El Nusi was not fit. Um, Edward was not fit. You know what I mean? Half of your team's no fit. But I don't think he set them out to be defensive. He he certainly had no other option but to play Lewis Morgan up front. A square peg in a round hole, not a striker. And he took one for the team yesterday because he sacrificed himself in that role. Um, it's, again, indicative of Celtic needing to buy another striker in the, the January window because who knows where Lee Griffiths is going didn't even make the bench yesterday Celtic didn't set out to be defensive Rangers from the first whistle were on the front foot and Celtic were up against it from the first whistle William is on Twitter he thinks Ryan Jack had a tremendous game did the guys not think he ran the midfield wasn't his best fan uh, but this year what a talent that game should cement his position in the Scotland team 
Says William what a, Let's hear from Fraser Forster And link a few things together here Because Brian mentioned Alfredo Morelos being wasteful Alex agreed Let's talk a bit about the, the Rangers striker Fraser Forster says He just went with his gut instincts To save the penalty He says one of the big reasons He joined Celtic Was for moments like that it's just one of them. I think you just carry your guts, and um, you know, fortunately today I went the right way, and you know, other times you guys the other way. But we still a lot, a lot of time left in the game you know, to play with ten men, and I thought we defended really well after that. Um, you know, we didn't really give away too many opportunities, but you know, one 0 at such a dangerous score, and it just takes one moment of something, and, and it's a goal. So you know, we didn't get complacent. We didn't think you know we'd broken them. You know, we're aware how tough the game was, and. The margins in football are just so small. and Yeah, you know, it's a fantastic club. I've always said that uh, from the moment um, I signed here the first time. Um, you know, it's a fantastic club to play for and these are the games you want to play in as a player. You want to be competing for silverware. And, um, yeah, so it's one of them, you know, obviously on loan, but uh, the rest will take care of itself. I'll say this Alfredo Morelos versus Celtic business because it's still the one box he hasn't ticked Hugh Keevans, is yeah. it? Is it a matter of time Or is there some sort of Bizarre underlying issue there As to why he can't do it Against Celtic You, you know the, the psychology Of this game Fascinates me He's had a bad afternoon He's missed Chance after chance And When I Saw him Put the ball in the sport I thought What a chance it is for him To Get the monkey off his back And to go on from there Because if he scores You would Bet the house on him Scoring again Before the game was over but he looked uncertain, unsure of himself And he was the designated penalty taker Therefore James Tavernier rightly gave him the ball But he never looked 100% confident to me Yeah, I think it's, the longer this goes on Hugh It's going to be playing on his mind It, it can't not play in your mind uh, I remember going back to my own career There was teams that I'd in my mind I thought I've been playing crap against him For a long period of time So that, that genuinely can get to you then uh, yeah. Crystal Palace was always a terrible place for me to go uh, I never had a good game there And I was down there for 14 years uh, and, and it does you think oh, I'm going here today I've never really had a decent game there But the quicker he gets the goal the better Now He, he wasn't hiding And if you look at some of the, the, the shots That he did fashion out You know the one that goes through the legs And it, and it does spurn Fraser Foster You know Goes through him actually He managed to get enough on it But he goes through him The Rangers didn't get the rebound Hugh Arriba uh-huh. was sleeping on, on his heels So he's factoring things out there the, the the other one that he did Was the one with Ayer as well So it's not as if he's no Carving out things And he's hiding And it's not it's, I think once the penalty missed I think his whole game Went to pot at that stage But I still thought He was very much active And having a key role hmm. Obviously the key role Scoring goals as well But I felt as if He was still having a good Contribution for Rangers in that first hour But after that I think you know Everything went south I mean, after that what, what is it then I mean can you put it down To coincidence or luck Because you can't help but think I mean the numbers back this up That he just doesn't miss That many chances That's Against right, yeah. other teams I, I know Can anyone explain uh, it? 11, 11 appearances against Celtic um, it, it, it takes away the coincidence factor And especially I'd see the point you If this was a guy Who racked up a number of goals But it was always against The, the bottom sides in the league But he scores against Every other team in Scotland yeah. And he scores against Good European teams as well So it's not as if There's a A, well, a limitation in terms of You have to the think teams It's in the back of his mind When he plays Celtic As I say It's not a coincidence That you, you fail to score 11 times against Celtic um, Thursday is very important for him He has the chance In a major European tie 
To show that what happened on Sunday Is out of his mind It's a major match for Rangers They will still look at Alfredo Morelos As their best bet for a goal Yeah you can't dispute that I think when you look at the, the statistics Over the course of the time he's been at the club He has Listen he's improved dramatically You know when he first came as I've mentioned this often The amount of times he ran offside in his first Old Firm game I think it was five in the first half Gordon I think My god what's this boy doing He has developed Along the way yeah. he He's improved He's a recognised Well he's, he's in the international scene as well now So Listen The quicker he gets back to scoring goals Put that to bed Then he can move on with the rest of his season and Graham is a Rangers fan In the East End Graham What did you make of Alfredo Morelos yesterday? What about this whole Not scoring against Celtic business? Uh, I've <laughs> That's a good one, Gordon. Um, I've been listening patiently, and uh, that's 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 a good one. That's probably the best one you've you, you've actually came away with. Thank you, Graham. No, 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 that's cool. Uh, and hello to the panel, Hi. Alex. Except Hi there. Um, yeah, uh, you're absolutely spot on. Um, how many chances did Rangers need? Um, the world, the world was watching. And if you're a Rangers fan, you're heartfelt. And if you're a Celtic fan, you're jubilant. The point of the matter is, Stephen Gerrard, so humble, so, so humble. And I think you commented, uh, commended on that, and Alex as well, when I was listening uh, throughout the show. He's not mentioned VR to the extent that he needs it, but he's mentioned VR that it's needed. So, where is the fine line? The, the 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 fine line is between a World Cup decision, a Scottish Cup decision, a Scottish Cup Betfred decision, a goal that's offside, a left foot is offside, a right foot, whatever it may be, whether you're Celtic or Rangers. But the flip side to that is it's just the positiveness with Rangers and Celtic in Europe at this present moment in time. There's not a lot of people who spoke about that. As much as I'm frustrated, as, as, as a Rangers fan at this present moment in time Stephen Gerrard's done an absolute amazing job and I think Alex just spoke about that six, seven minutes ago I mean I, I mean Morelos was getting red carded yellow carded left, right in Chelsea at this present moment in time in a period of six months it was 13 yellow cards and four red cards Gordon could you correct me if I'm right or wrong yeah, I think you're certainly you're not there, you're there not there about <laughs> Does the nature of the game yesterday Just to take the The most recent point first Does the nature of the game yesterday Exonerate Stephen Gerrard From any blame Alex if, You know if Perhaps if Celtic had absolutely run away with it You would get real question marks On Stephen absolutely, Gerrard yeah. but, but listen You're never immune from criticism In this city And I, I can hear Hugh Saying Well No matter how close you come It's four trophies That he's watched yeah. Celtic go up and lift So where does Stephen Gerrard Sit in all of this Well uh, we said This time last week Whoever loses this Is going to get battered uh-huh. Now uh, we have not Had that reaction Tonight Hugh In terms of uh, From a Rangers or Celtic Persuasion yeah. uh, And I think that's due To the fact Of how well Rangers played Now it's not often You stand here Having lost a cup final That you praise a team For playing so well uh, and it's, it's an anomaly Because you normally you're going He got this wrong He got that Now uh, Going back to Graham's point there In terms of I thought the Barker uh, Substitution was wrong And again That's in hindsight You're putting him on To try and change it I, I thought that He did no impact at all And you're looking for service Into the box So uh, You know But in terms of Where he was When he came in To where it is now 
You've got to be encouraged But listen When you're the Rangers manager You have to deliver silverware We're back to fine margins If Rangers had taken The number of chances That they ought to have taken yesterday Celtic would have lost by a margin Which would have created mayhem on here tonight If Mikey Johnson Had made it 2-0 We wouldn't be going on about Julian And the goal It would have been the second 2-0 victory of the season for Celtic over Rangers And the Rangers fans would have been less sympathetic Than they are being tonight Now Stephen Gerrard And I'm not telling him anything He doesn't know for himself He has to be careful against young boys He doesn't want elimination from Europe He then has to be careful at Motherwell He has to be careful against Hibs at Easter Road And he's got Celtic at Celtic Park Where if they go into the match separated by two points mm. as they are at the moment, it's a major match for Rangers. So he has to be careful. He's done a terrific job domestically and in Europe. He has improved Rangers no end. But he has to win something. Graham in the East End, thank you very much. This is important. Listen up. Did you enter a road to Wembley competition? Wow. We ran it all last week. A VIP Trip to the FA Cup final No expense spared A top prize In aid of cash for kids Kindly donated by James Mortimer If you entered Stand by your phone Because we're going to try And call the winner next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard A uh, bit of breaking news And that's that Hearts Have announced Daniel Stendel As their new manager Hugh The tweet quite simply says Welcome Daniel Although the welcome Is in his native tongue Will I leave the pronunciation to you? Welcome in There you go That's what it says So he, he's here And uh, he's got a job to, a big job to do I know there's Still uh, legal Wranglings yeah. with, with the likes of Barnsley And so on But There you are He's here It's a messy business But he can only concentrate on the football um, I am slightly sceptical about him uh, I will be proved wrong And I'll say so uh, But He's not a high profile As Ann Budge promised He's not experienced As Ann Budge promised He's had 100 games as a manager And both of the clubs who employed him Sacked him mm-hmm. So it's a gamble for me well, well, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll deal with it later on the week it, Quite a busy period of the show coming up Let me squeeze this in I need to read you the teaser Because I don't want to Robbie oh, right. of the chance So tonight's teaser is this After the missed penalty yesterday From Alfredo Morelos Only six players have scored penalties In League Cup Or Scottish Cup finals This century You don't need to give me answers right now Because we're only looking for six Six players have scored penalties In the League Cup Or Scottish Cup finals This century So I'll leave that bubbling away Now Here's important business Did you enter a road to Wembley competition? If you did Stand by I'm sure you heard about it last week But if you didn't It's an incredible prize Donated by James Mortimer To raise much needed money For cash for kids Giving someone the chance To head off in style To the cup final at Wembley You kickstart your weekend With champagne breakfast In Glasgow Glasgow airport Two flights to London Two nights accommodation In a five star hotel Two tickets For the FA Cup final And then flown back up to Glasgow On the Sunday It's an incredible prize And we're about to give it away Let's try and call the winner Shall we? Even I'm feeling quite nervous, you and I. I'm, I'm tense. What I'm a prize is! I'm, I'm, I'm too old to be nervous. Yeah, we have to say, listen, con- congratulations to the winner, and also uh, great work by James Mortar donating this fabulous prize. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, an incredible prize. Let's. Oh, the phone's still ringing. The thing is, if it rings out, Hugh, we'll just need to keep oh. trying. It doesn't go to the next 
Uh, it doesn't go to the next caller That number has been drawn out I don't even wow. know the name of this person Who's going to answer the phone Hello Who's that? It's Paul Paul It's Gordon from Clyde One Super Scoreboard How are you? Hello Gordon I'm well thank you How are you? I'm brilliant Paul Where are you? Where in the country? I'm in East Kilbride My grandson's just been playing football And it's freezing <laughs> It's freezing um, I believe you entered the Road to Wembley competition Paul You texted in You donated your fiver to Cash for Kids We thank you very much for that When did you do it? Did you do it late in the week? Or was it? did you hear it right from the start? I, I got it during the programme on Saturday Yet yeah, later on I was speaking to uh, Eddie Hawthorne and from Arnold Clark, the chairman of it, and uh, yeah, I donated. It's a good prize, isn't it, Paul? You've got the champagne breakfast, the flights to London, the accommodation, the FA Cup final, flights back. How does it all sound? Yeah, it sounds great. It'd be great for somebody to win it. Great um, for somebody to win it, Paul. Great for you to win it. You're the winner, Paul. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> You're kidding. I can't believe it. I'm live in the programme that we started all those years ago, Gordon. Gordon, if I have won it, I want to donate it to, let's say, the Haven of Blantyre, the great work for people in the community. It wouldn't be right for me to take it. I'm, I'm delighted to donate it to people from the Haven and Blantyre. They do amazing work. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That is very generous indeed Thank you very much to Paul on the line I'm sure we'll see that it all goes to uh, a good cause in the end There we are, that was Paul uh, and East Kilbride yeah, on the brilliant. line 01419511025 if you want to join in uh, What about tonight's teaser? Have you got any to kick us off? The belly Yeah, he did it twice I think Orson Edward Yes, well done Last season, Scottish yeah, Cup final Yeah, good Griffiths. Um No Try to think of people take penalty. Alright, give you a bit. Listen, you've got two of six. Yelovich. No. Natural Novo? No. Listen, you've got two of six, so we don't need to we don't need to rush it. Let's hear from another main character yesterday, shall we? Um Jeremy Frimpong. Oh, quite an eventful day, didn't it? Let's hear from him. Either way, the team won, so I'm happy, I'm happy. Obviously, individually, the red card, but the team winning it clears everything, so it's, it's really I'm really happy, man. I'm really happy. We'll get on to the, the penalty in a minute, but what did you make of your goalkeeper's performances after? Oh my days! Like, <laughs> you, you just can't beat him. He is unstoppable. Oh, I love him, man, because he saved me. So I love him. I love him. What happened with the penalty from your point of view? Uh, basically, um, Chris went to clear it, and then it ricocheted. I don't know who who came off, but obviously Morales was through on goal. So obviously my natural instinct was like just to put him off a little bit because he was through on goal. All he had to do was a tapping. So I just did a little, a little bit, but obviously it, it was a penalty. But, but yeah, yeah. At that moment, did you worry that you maybe would, were going to cost the team the match? Oh my days! When you, you sent off like that, I was inside panicking. Worst feeling ever. Well, every time Rangers got the ball, I was I was just panicking, and I was like, the time's going so slow. But then the team held it through, and obviously I'm buzzing, I'm buzzing. He's quite an infectious guy Hugh Evans, Jeremy yeah. Frimpong Every time we hear from him And what, what about him yesterday Because it's sometimes strange To hear a guy who, who got sent off In a cup final And could well have cost the team yeah. But no one seems to care about that Because he was actually One of Celtic's best players Up until then yeah. And of course it worked out Fine in the end You're getting you back To the fine margins You know If he concedes the penalty And Rangers score from the penalty And go on from there Then he is seen in a different light uh, Someone would have said Or some people might have said, "Well, eighteen years old, he's panicked, and you know yeah. why was he playing?" But he has Neil Lennon to thank because Neil Lennon said to him, "You did great, son." He'll be missed on Saturday because he can't play against Hibs, 
because of that red card and he will be missed and it's a meteoric rise I can't remember anyone who has come from nowhere to the Celtic first team to a cup final against Rangers in a matter of weeks I can't remember anyone at Celtic Ever making that journey so quickly The conversation about whether he could handle the occasion Alex yes. and, and whether it was right to play him Seems like ages ago doesn't That's it right, um, yeah. I think in his performance Whilst he was on the pitch he clearly showed that he could he was, Yeah without doubt um, But of course it went a bit wrong for him in the end And then worked out fine because Celtic hung on Gordon his, his performance was excellent He was a constant outball for Celtic Down that right hand side He got Celtic up the pitch uh, and I think he can be proud of his uh, contribution to the point where he gets sent off. He just gets caught on the wrong side. And it was actually desperate defending by Julian, who, who ricochets back off fire. Yeah. And it's just a reaction. The young guys actually got caught out and it was a red card. And I think when you, when you take into consideration his uh, post-match interview, it was so refreshing. It was brilliant. And, you know, Ali McCoy hit the nail on the head yesterday when he says, I've never seen a guy so happy when he get a red card, you know, because normally you're to be a bit devastated. Well, but the fact that he's won a trophy... Having played only nine games is a remarkable feat for a young man. Yeah, Neil Lennon will go down as having said of him, he makes us better. To say that about someone who has played nine games in total for Celtic and now has a cup winner's medal, what a start for that young man. Yeah, let's speak to John, who's a Celtic fan in Parkhead. Hi, John. Hi, how you doing, Gordon? Right? Not too bad. Settled down after yesterday, good. John. I settled down there. I just I, I, I go on a, I go on a couple of times to your show. I remember back at the start of the season where a couple of Rangers fans phoned in and says the best sign that's been made this year was Neil Lennon going to Celtic. And I was talking to Hugh about it. I don't know if you remember me, but I said I remember when uh, Robert Smith was made manager of Rangers when Souness had left. Uh-huh. I danced on the table going, Oh, you're beauty. And I said, It came back to bite my bum. Yeah. So I just want to remember, I mean, Lennon had a few injuries yesterday and quite a lot of the Celtic team on the fit. And I was talking to a couple of Rangers boys today and they were saying that Rangers were all Celtic and Celtic were hopeless, they were only too good. But the thing is, we still won the match. And yeah. I remember the Tommy Burns era here. Uh, and I was, that's when I was really right at you. Full Celtic everywhere in the eight ladies. And I remember once at Hamden, you probably remember the game, uh, Robertson gets sent off for Rangers. Uh-huh. And, so, uh, I'll do it and McCoy stood one shot on target. Yeah. Scored with it. Uh, Robertson, get, Robertson gets sent off after. Eight, he gets sent off after eight minutes. Eight minutes. And, and uh, Celtic pummeled Rangers. And uh, McCoy put one shot on target in the back of the net. And I remember looking back up the road, sitting and saying to myself, that's about four times that's happened to us. But and then the, that's, when I re- that's when I realised that Rangers knew how to win. Yeah. They, were, they were champions for a reason, you no, to, and I, to, I think, to touch I think upon the, Neil Lennon, the individual, uh, I, I do remember very well, John, the calls that came here in Cup Final Day from Celtic supporters who weren't happy that he had been offered and accepted the job on a permanent basis. I do remember well the Rangers fans who came on here and did say, he's our best signing of the summer. And I go back and make the point. Since... Uh, Last May, Neil Lennon has got eight in a row over the line, has beaten Hearts to win the Scottish Cup and has now beaten Rangers to win the League Cup. He has put Celtic into the last 32 of the Europa League by winning their qualification group and he now equals Billy McNeil as the only man to have won the Cup, League Cup and Scottish and the League 
as player and manager of Celtic. It is an astonishing record. And to have his own personal treble from May to December is a major feather in his cap. He, for me, is now part of Celtic folklore. Alex, did the experience Celtic and Neil Lennon have of winning things, did it show in the last part of the game? Is that when you're able to draw on that type of thing? I mean, it clearly wasn't a vintage performance. No No one would argue that. Gordon, I I always uh, emphasise the importance of getting a goal in these fixtures because you can then set up in a particular way. And I think to a man defensively from the point where they went down to 10 men, I thought they were excellent. They put in blocks. And Rangers didn't come up with the answers that they would be looking for. And you have to commend Celtic for that. You know, we've actually said, you know, that Rangers were very dominant throughout the game uh, with the ball, but they actually never got that breakthrough. So you have to commend Celtic because you talk about resilience, being dogged, hungry, whatever you want to call it. And I think, you know, you listen to the caller there and he's actually said you find a way to win. And that's something that Rangers have to do because they're going to have to find a way because Celtic are not going to go away anytime soon. No. John, any concerns about Celtic's domestic dominance given how close the game was yesterday? Or do you expect that to be, I don't know if it's a one-off, but do you expect Celtic to kick on and be better next time? Uh, well, I think uh, Celtic are probably, uh, probably not play as bad as that again. Uh, but what I will say, right, is... We're talking about the gap between the two teams, right? And I think I said the same night I was t- when I was talking to you about the, the last team I called in. See, um, Rangers, same thing happened to Celtic. We stopped Rangers then 10 in a row, right? But Rangers had a right horrendous season that year, in my opinion, right? We didn't actually start getting level playing field with Rangers till Martin O'Neill came and spent big money. About 25 to 30 million quid. Right. And he spent, he spent to own first team Premiership players. And I think Rangers will probably maybe cut the gap down slightly, but see, you really can't sell it. They're going to have to get some sort of investment to spend a wee bit bigger than what they can. But that, the problem they've got is they'll not be able to do that. That's the problem. It, you was, know? it was interesting yesterday to see Dermot Desmond at Hamden. Don't often see Dermot in town. Yes. Uh, and there he was. And uh, John's talking about that time when Martin O'Neill took over and Dermot Desmond bankrolled John Hartson, Chris Sutton. Um, Alan Thompson Big players come in For big money It's More difficult now For Neil Lennon To coax Big players Because They Require Big money now On a level that Celtic Would not be willing to pay But Celtic do have to do business In the January transfer window This word gap Rangers showed yesterday That There is no gap really Celtic now have to be aware Mm. of Rangers and what's going on and I I think Dermot Desmond being in town yesterday might just have been significant How important does the 29th become then Alex? We don't don't know what will happen in the games in between Um, Clearly if you if you were to base it on purely 90 minutes Of course the gap didn't look big yesterday How, how could you argue otherwise? Uh, If you go back to the start of the season though Celtic won that one It was a bit more comfortable that day So again Hugh keeps talking about this tangible thing Rangers Rangers Last season had managed to get the victories over Celtic, but how important does the next one become in trying to, well, yeah, keep keep t- convincing everyone that th- yeah. there's no gap? Gordon, I think they've got a couple of tough ones before that. They've got Hibs and Mother away. They have to negotiate that. They have to take maximum points because you do not want the gap to be any bigger. Get into that game, and then you're looking for them to try and put on a performance that's um, you know it's going to be suitable. I think Edward, uh, if he's fit and that. Is it the 29th isn't it It's the yeah. 29th 
if Edwards fit in that, that game, Gordon, it gives Celtic another dimension. Purely for the point of view is when Rangers are putting a press on, and that, I think that's the best way for Rangers to but go. You see, you see the massive hole that is created, though, if Edward is not there. Mm. I think that uh, Lewis Morgan, it was almost unfair to play him in that position yesterday because he's simply not able to play that role. Uh, and there's no one. If, if Lee Griffiths couldn't even make the bench, then it tells you how far away he is. Celtic need to buy another striker in January. Right, what about tonight's teaser? Only six players have scored penalties in League or Scottish Cup finals this century. You've got Edouard and Dembele. Hartson? No. Sutton? No. Henrik? Yes, I thought surely he's not going to miss the other one out Okay, Henrik Larson. Um, I'm going to go for Prusso No Novo No, tried that Avalazzi No uh, Lovenkrantz <laughs> No <Buffo. laughs> There's a more obvious penalty taker in amongst Fernando No Keep uh, going Oh dear uh, Boyd Three down, three to go, we'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard On tonight's teaser looking for the six players who've scored penalties In the League Cup or Scottish Cup finals this century Dembele's done it more than once uh, Edouard's got one Henrik Larson's got one You've got three to get Barry Ferguson Yes, that was the one I thought you were closing in on you know, I didn't have him down as uh, I didn't have him down as a penalty taker, but mm, yeah, yeah, another one off the list. You go, another one oh, off the list. Two to I'm go. I'm going to go. What about Hibs, you or Hearts? There's a Hearts off the top of your head, John Robertson. No. Um. Oh, I'm looking at your your reaction to see if it was a Hearts. No, dude. I don't get. I don't give anything away. That's no, I know it was face. a poker face. Yeah. Yeah. Rudy Scatchio. No. Uh, Kevin Thompson. No Alright we'll give you a bit more thinking Stokes. times Two to get no um, Right It came at a really mad time in the show Hugh We were doing various things Daniel Stendel, He's yeah. he's here He's in the he's in the country I don't know if he actually is But yeah. in theory he will be He's the Hearts manager It's been confirmed How big a job has he got in his hands? Huge um, Because the, the players aren't there You know Jack Ross When he went to Hibs At least inherited uh, Some decent players in that squad uh, they still have a lot of work to do, Hibs, but uh, if he's got a lot of work to do, Daniel Stendhal's got a monumental task in his hands. Uh, if you take Naismith out of that team, they fall apart, basically. Um, they've won two games all season long. Uh, morale is low. The squad is not great. Uh, and the window doesn't open for nearly another month. So he, he really... Has a job in his hands How high can they expect to go Alex Given where they are at the moment What can they achieve this season And How do you View the league at the moment I noticed Motherwell went back yep. Third at the yep, weekend uh, Capitalising on Aberdeen's defeat And winning against Hearts Yep But the God I'm looking at the, the league position If you take Their current form They have two wins in 16 They're almost A half a season Hugh Where they have only won two games oh. Uh, I think it's important for them to get Washington, Naismith back up to speed, Suter up to speed. Um, they possibly, for me, could probably get to eighth, maybe seventh at best. So you think even top six is now th- out of the question? I think top six is out because Hibs are actually, you know, flying at the moment. They they have a ten point advantage, so they've got wins in them. Commander are very consistent. 
Aberdeen mm. are where they are And Motherwell flying So right, I can't see them going in the top six Couple of minutes left Let's squeeze one more in from Kenny in Rutherland Kenny's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Kenny Hi there Hello Evening Kenny um, Just a quick a quick point guys Now you may have already answered this I did call up about two hours ago Trying to get through this <laughs> um, But I know he's been really busy Sure um, My point is about the game from yesterday Now I'm not I'm not here to bleat and moan About how we were robbed Or anything like that um, players will take their chances um, As Julian did And as Fraser Foster did To try and cut the gap When it comes to scoring goals Or getting goals Or saving goals Now I accept that That will happen no matter what team it is Okay So that's not my argument My point is We are a professional football league And we are getting refereed by amateurs So we cannot expect to get a professional decision gave If it's an amateur that's doing it my point, my point is, Fraser Foster, the the assistant referee, was standing on the byline watching Fraser Foster a foot off the goal line before Morelis took the goal. We can see that there was three Celtic players off um, offside as the goal was scored. Nothing was done about it. This is this is continually going to happen, not just against Rangers or Celtic or any other team, but it's continually going to happen until we start getting a more professional refereeing institute put in in Scotland. This is a genuine question, Kenny. I'm, I'm not even disagreeing. I'm thinking back to some of the footage in the pictures. Does Fraser Forster have one foot on the line, or at least a lot closer to the line than the foot gap that you? From what I could see, for what I could see, it, it looked as though it was both feet. Before Morelis got there So now, anyway Are you advocating Are you advocating uh, Professional referees here? Yeah Yeah, yeah that's the point yeah. I, I, think, I think we should have Professional referees That are more accountable Than what they are at the moment To the point Whereas If you're a professional referee If you make a mistake Yep Everybody makes mistakes We'll hold it We'll, we'll take that into account Everybody makes the mistakes And they have bad days But if you're continually doing it Then you go for being a, prof- uh, a referee In the SPFL And we'll drop you down To the bottom tier of Scottish football If you were prove That you, you're capable of being able to do it At the no, highest order I don't know that the motion Makes you a better referee um, You either well, Are up you, to a job or you are not it, if you if you if the offer, if the possibility is you're going to go to being on the SPFL down to the bottom tier of Scottish football, you're going to put a lot more effort into making sure no, that you're doing your but, job. But, up. You're a, but you're a human being. Uh, I mean, and human beings make mistakes. Now, if Willie Collum, if Willie Collum, if Willie Collum, who is a, a school teacher, if Willie Collum is asked to give up his job as a school teacher and become a full time professional referee. And the following weekend makes a decision such as the decision he took at the weekend. What have we gained? Listen, also, who, who get who gets demoted? Willie Collum, the assistant, the mall. The, the, the problem you have is with Kenny's rationale. There is if you have three or four uh, officials making a poor call, you will have no one to referee the following week's games. And I, I, I am for the I have the opinion. Whereas if they maybe make three or four. Whatever the number be Three mistakes mm-hmm. Then there may be a case You go down to the, Have a championship game And allow them to come back mm-hmm. up But uh, Listen if you could afford Professional mm-hmm. ref These guys are all professionals They're lawyers They're teachers and so forth So they are not going to give up uh, That To, to, to do full time And, and, and could, could we even afford, afford it If it, we yes. wanted to yeah. But Hugh the, 
The logic is sound If you do something more often You should be better at it But at the same time I still see The absolute top guys UEFA's top guys The English yeah. Premier League's top guys I see them making mistakes All the time So are we are we seeking perfection Or are we seeking An improvement Because I can't no. imagine We ever get to a a place where people go Yeah they're still making mistakes But I'll tell you what Not quite as many as they used to And therefore we're not, I'm happy We're not seeking anything happen. We're not seeking anything We are witnessing The historical aftermath Of A Rangers Celtic game The loser Will make points about The need for professional referees Higher standards uh, Demotion if they're not doing their jobs properly The winner Will have absolutely nothing to say Because they're too busy celebrating Progress not perfection Such is life I'll tell you what Kenny It is a good point And it's a, a much wider debate Than I think we've got time for just now Because we're about Five seconds away from me Hitting that theme music Why not give us a call back sometime Kenny Because there is It's definitely one that's got a lot of sides to it So thank you very much for that call uh, We will leave it there Only six players have scored penalties In League Cup or Scottish Cup finals this century Can you name them? Eduard, Dembele Ferguson, Larson Shenny Nope um, but you're going to need clues I think McLean um, One of them's Celtic And um, we're going back a good 10-11 years uh, Jackie McNamara No Alan Thompson No uh, Petrov Just a little bit after Celtic McGeady Yes Aidan oh. McGeady Knocked your teeth out oh. Alex Ray Thanks for reminding me uh, And to be honest The last one What's the point? What's the point oh. in you two? No offence <laughs> oh, uh, Inverness Hearts Hearts uh, I'm going to go for He was a left back Left back would have been um, Stevie Fulton <laughs> Come on Went to Carlisle Oh I know this boy I know It's, it's um... oh, Initials Yes D.G. Danny Granger Danny David, Granger yeah. oh, Well done yeah. uh, We got there in the end Thank you Hugh Cavins and Alex Ray It was really busy Apologies if you couldn't get through Give it a try tomorrow I'm back from 6 with Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.